like the cab to get to where he needed to be. Hey, it's been a rough road, Bob. But it's good we still walking Even though it's from a distance It's good we still talking Temptation or stupidity I will never comprehend Forbidden fruit that you desired Could have made us lose it Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews in all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. If you like what we do, like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash music. Hey guys, welcome to our February edition of Straight Outta Gibraltar. Every month we bring you a monthly guest and every month, every single week, besides that, we actually play you the best in local music from the past and present. But we're going to do something very different obviously every month, like I said at the beginning. So without further ado, we're going to welcome our guest. And i got to say, this guest is very versatile. He actually plays in, a, I think, a few bands now. But he's actually done a lot in his fair share. So we welcome to the show, Jonathan Bujeda. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi. So how are you doing, DJ? Good, thanks. Good. Despite Please the work. weather? Just, uh, well, fight the weather. You can stay in. <laughs> it's true. Out and about and, and forward. Unfortunately, but anyways, Jonathan, you've had, I want to say, a very versatile career. When we think about the things that the projects that you're in and the projects that you, that you've done, in the past, how would you say that everything started for you in music? Obviously, what sparked your interest? I I honestly can't remember when when I when I got into music. I, it's something I really liked. You know, my earliest influence, I guess, ACDC on TV, seeing them on TV. You know, and then just just you know. We had uh, shared the same interest and the same taste in music with, with friends, and if not, you sort of like gravitate towards each other, you know. Yeah. And from a very very early age, I you know met with Adrian, Adrian Pisarello, and from I don't know since we were kids, we everyone seemed to like the modern heavy metal thingy, and we were into ACDC, you know, and rock and roll stuff and that that, that kind of kind of thing, yeah. And it's great as well because ACDC in a way came along to the scene in the worldwide and just kicked the door down really because it was so different to what was out there. Well, yeah, yeah, good time, rock and roll music, you know, rock and roll as as it, as they felt it at the time, you know. Yeah. And as well, one thing we, we have to mention as well, your father's a musician as well. Many people know that, but he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad uh, played a bit of guitar in his time, sax as well, he's a sax player. Yeah. Yeah, so so we've always had music being played at home, you know, and always, you know. And then eventually through time, you know, uh, my brother Danny got into it as well, you know, and Danny took off. Uh, yeah, which uh, we'll get to a little uh, bit later. But yeah, yeah, it's been something that we've had at home all the time, you know, always, you know. Obviously, charity begins at home, they say. That's yeah. really the, quote, the best quote to use. When you look at that influence, would you say, obviously, like, despite your dad maybe playing a different genre altogether, would you say that in, in, influenced you in a way to pick it up? Yeah, pro- probably, probably. I mean, I mean, it's something that I really liked, you know. Like, I, I, so, so yeah, my dad used to play all sorts of music at home, from, from the Shadows, the Beatles, and stuff. You know, the, all the '60s stuff. You know, I remember seeing that he had a, 
the uh, the album the the LP you know Houses of the Holy by wow. Led Zeppelin you know quite quite a reference you know and I, I remember playing that and saying well what's this you know <laughs> being totally amazed as to what your ears were hearing as well because yeah, uh, again yeah. Led Zeppelin same as ACDC came along at yeah, time. yeah yeah and and during a time I suppose I was hearing that when though that music was about oh, maybe seven eight years old something like that so it wasn't like like you you hear yeah. Led Zeppelin now as a classic you know that was sort of like as a quite once they newish, were here, you know, yeah. not newish, but, but but the thing of the time, you know. It's great as well because you like you mentioned obviously the, the versatility. I think it showed, like you, the, the versatility that you have now shows go it goes back beyond with your father as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so without a doubt, there's yeah. always a mix. How would you say like well, what did, made you want to say okay, I want to pick up guitar? Obviously, you play keyboards, you play banjo as well. But what was it about the guitar that really drove you to pick it up? I can't say it. it's probably that 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 sound that 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 rock and roll sound you know uh, you know crunch guitar you know electric guitar yeah. you know, so it's just there it's just that then again I really like the acoustic side of guitars as well and I I'm really I really enjoy listening to you know Crosby's and Nash the Eagles America or you know Bread or all that kind of thing I'm I'm really into as well you yeah know? Uh, that's another another part of it it's just the the, the just the sound and the stuff that you can do on a guitar that that you can't really do. On, on any other instrument, you know, it's got this peculiarity like yeah, everything else, you know, like all other instruments. And obviously, like when you we talk about the guitar, and obviously, like you pick it up, and obviously, you're talking about your childhood and a friendship with Adrian Pissot, which has continued to this day. Was it the same thing with him? Like, where you guys wanted to learn, and maybe, like, I remember when I interviewed him, he was talking about rehearsing in uh, obviously Laguna and obviously in Shed in Laguna State. Exactly. But it's funny because. Because Adrian did when we started playing, Adrian didn't play an instrument. Adrian, it, we were always always hanging about together and listening to the same stuff. And I played some. I played keyboards. You know, our our friend Stuart Cavilla, Stuart from from Breed. Yeah. Stuart played bass. This other guy that we knew, who was a really good friend of ours, Michael. Michael played drums, and and Manuel Manuel Bonavia played guitar. So we sort of like talked about doing making. You know getting the, a band together yeah. and for me it was like it wasn't I didn't even have to think about it you know, it wasn't any choice you know the singer it had to be Adrian it couldn't be anyone else you know it, it couldn't it just couldn't be anyone yeah. else it had to be Adrian because, because it was just just a natural thing to have you know it wanted, it's one of those things and it yeah. actually worked out in the end yeah and, the, and then Adrian you know Adrian took off you know, then Adrian you know picked up the guitar and started doing his things and, yeah. and stuff you know He's done his magic. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, course. magic. That's certainly it. And when we talk, obviously, back then, the local music scene, I wouldn't say it was what it is now, but it was still quite vibrant in the sense there was always something on, in a way. There was maybe selected bands that would tour, maybe the circus, if that's the right term to use, but they would actually perform, like, maybe, like, um, obviously, we're going to talk about them later, about Jade, and then, but Jade came along later, and obviously other bands, you know, obviously, um, Chains, etc., so... Well, during that time, that time it was mainly dance bands who who really really yeah. were playing all the time. You know, Chains and Jade, um, Horizon. You know that, that yeah. those people. You know those were the guys that were really out there and playing and playing all over the place. There wasn't really a wasn't really a scene where like now where you've got the the you know the club the rock on the rock club. You come here and talk to the. Talk to Alan. You book yourself in, and there's a there's always yeah. always somewhere where you where you can play. You know, you know, and we've got we've got all these other venues that 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 play sort of like more 
rock music if you want. Or, yeah. So, so there's always that opportunity. Back then, the it wasn't the case. You know, unfortunately, it wasn't. You know, you were lucky if you if you managed to get get yourself into the the school concert <laughs> at the time. Right? You, you got to think that we were you know 13, 14, 15 year olds at the time. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so things have changed. We even had hair and everything. <laughs> and we talked. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jade, and we we always talk about Jade on the show. But obviously, seeing them, I never got the chance to see them live, unfortunately. But to know them as people as well as I did, because obviously through my dad. But what was it? Would you say about Jade that really caught your attention more than anything else? Jade was like Jade were kind of like the the link between the older guys playing and the more the more the more sort of like the, the younger generation, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's funny. It's funny because because last Friday I went to see the jukebox bands at the Rileys. I never miss a chance if I can if I can catch them because. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed them, you know. And there was Pepe, Pepe on bass, you know, um, Ernest, Ernest on, on, on guitars, you know. And it's it's just a thing, you know. I, I had to I had to get Pepe to the side and tell him, oh man, you don't hear bass being played like that normally, yeah. and, and it's it not maybe not not better or worse than anyone, but it's it's just the, that that style of playing, you yeah. know. And, and obviously, he passed it on to his sons as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, which of course. is great. The legacy, the yeah. legacy continues. And it's both of them, yeah, both of kids. That legacy will always be alive, and it's a great thing as well. Would you obviously talking about Jade back then? You would have never envisioned in the end as well that you would end up playing in a band with Chris no, Cavillo no, as well. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no. I, I've always said, you know, there's, there's loads and loads of talented guitarists in Gibraltar, but Chris. Chris has always been one of my favorites, you know. Yeah. But from from the time with Jade and then the the original Jade, but then then when they they moved on and they, they during their sax era and stuff, yeah. I really I always always really really enjoyed him, you know. He's, he's honestly one of one of my one of my favorite guys, you know. Really nice person as well, and as you say, now yeah. I share I share guitar duties in in Jeep Floyd as, as well as in the the Rose Band, you know. And it's incredible when you think about that as well, the way the yeah. the world works. Yeah. What is it about? No, you chose Yoroke, which is from their only album. But what what is it about that song? That song I used to I, they they used to they used to air the, the the video clip to that song yeah. on GBC, and, and it used to, uh, always used to amaze me. You know, because they they had they had really cool guitars playing. Yeah. Um, the drama, you know, the Laurion drums had this really really cool cool style. You know, his beard, he was he's doing his stuff. You know, Brian on keys. You know, and then Pep, of course. The, you know, anchoring everything, everything down. You know, and 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 Mr. Mr. Victor, yeah, Johnny Victor singing, awesome. it was amazing. You know, and and really, it really struck me as as being a really really cool song, really good composers as well. We have to mention yeah. that as well. You know, obviously, Ronnie Israel and Guy yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, and them been doing that. You know, coming up with all those songs and and being from from Gibraltar as well. You know, yeah. And I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago actually when I played one of their songs on the show that I would say Jade were, were comparable to what maybe other like big bands in Gibraltar have become in a way in it, considering they never really established themselves out there but they did in Spain and across in, in Morocco as well a few times but they actually did quite their fair share. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, they sure did, and they had they had that stuff as well. It wasn't only their yeah. that record, you know. They had this this really progressive stuff that they they were doing before. Before yeah. doing doing the the more commercial side of and it's great side, and it was amazing as well you know it's one of those things so we're gonna play that song now and obviously if you've never listened to it you're in for a treat so here's Iorake by the legendary Jade enjoy.
We're back with part two, and that was I Ora Que by Jade. A great song, and obviously great memories, I bet. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah. So we're going to progress, uh, Jonathan, obviously, like, even after you saw Jade, and obviously you see what the scene was becoming in a way. I think in the 80s it was kind of booming, at, like maybe obviously because you mentioned the bands like Horizon, etc., et like where people came up and obviously like forming. What was the first band that you actually saw, local band that you remember seeing? First band, that, that, that my first memory, first band, I... I think it must have been the Atom Bombers. Uh, Andy yeah. Romo and Andy Romo, Albert Gonzalez and, Lu- and Luis Shiporina and those guys and, and they they really blew blew me and the, the Adrian and we were all it was probably one of these concerts that they used to organize in Piazza on a Sunday yeah. afternoon or sun or Saturday afternoon or a weekend, you know. And they, they, they were doing this really, you know, progressive rock stuff, all all instrumental music, you know 
really, really, really cool. That, that's one of my first memories. I also remember seeing Hell's Exit, this the band, you yeah. know, Douglas Taverso, Paul Kahn, all these guys, you know, at, at the time, you know. Isn't it amazing how they're still performing? Yeah, yeah, when yeah it's, it? it's, it's great. It's, it's really great, you know. I had this conver- com- online conversation with Douglas, I remember him coming out with this Gibson Les Paul Goldtop, and I was, you know, just fell in love with that guitar, you know. <laughs> and he still owns it, and he still plays that guitar, you know. So, amazing, you know. So what obviously Hell's Exit, well, in a way, became After Hours and other bands as well, wouldn't you think about it? Well, you kind of like, you know, developed, developed in, into that. Yeah, and that dynamic as well. And obviously, like you mentioned, the bond. And when you see even people like Paul Garner, who's performing with Angel Wings, uh, Douglas Traverso with B-Sharp, Lucy Bolina, who we talked about before. He's All these legends, really, if you think about it. And sometimes you don't even realize how long they've been active as well. No, no, of course not. You, you, you've got to admit as well that, that a lot of people, you know, have been inactive for some time. Yeah. They, but then they, they, they just come back into the scene and with a vengeance, you know. <laughs> you know, Paul Cano, there you go. With, uh, you know, he, was, he, he was doing all his stuff, you know, playing. Because I've I, I known Paul for a long time, playing at home and, and in rooms and stuff. But then, you know, all of a sudden he comes up with angel wings and bang, you know, they're out there. Kicks the door down, like we talked about earlier with Jade. Yeah. And when we talk about bands in particular which we're going to play your brother's band next and when we think about a band that obviously that really changed the local music scene all around really what was it like obviously to see your brother like obviously when it was sympathy for the blonde and it became treehouse and it evolved into melon diesel what was it like to watch that transition happen it was great it was absolutely great you know seeing seeing danny you know i taught danny his his first chords you know yeah. two or three chords and then then danny took off danny has <laughs> an amazing ear for music you know it's incredible you know the, the stuff that he you know from from the word go he was he, he just took off you know but seeing seeing him you know doing doing the stuff you know sympathy for the blonde that the, that the band was amazing I, i remember just going going and watching them and, and 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 them wreaking havoc you know whatever they played you know yeah and then eventually he joined treehouse and then became melon diesel and basically i i sort of like not live the dream but it, kind of like lived lived what it was like to to be successful yeah successful and, and 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 make a living out of it through him you know yeah through through him you know hearing to the demos and and hearing how these songs developed into into what became the first album then the second album you know and, and yeah it's very emotional i guess all when you see it yeah, yeah 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 the, the whole melon diesel thing for me is like It's it's sacred for a lot of people, I think, and yeah, even when is. we play them on the show, even when you talk about too many people, you know, they're very influenced by what they did, and in the sense that they never give up because they want to achieve the same things that they did. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So when you look back, obviously that Melon Diesel dynamic, and but I think would you say it's more emotional when you actually go to see them maybe in Spain, and see like this group of people just be falling in love with the music? I I wouldn't say so. I I mean. I mean, for for me, when they when they came back and seeing them perform here, you know, and seeing you know the local the local you know local public in attendance just bouncing uh, bouncing yeah. at, at, to their songs and shouting and singing every single line of their songs, you know, it was just just as emotional, you know. Yeah. It, it, it was, yeah, just as emotional, you know. I've been in Madrid with Danny and and people, people you know people asking. Asking for autographs and taking pictures with him you know, and and the whole rock star thing, you know, and, and the rest, as, well, Danny and the rest of the guys as well, you know. And it's great as well when that happens. And, and they're very humble guys. I think that's the key 
that we can use to yeah, describe yeah. them. Yeah, all, 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 all five of them, you know, yeah. amazing, amazing lot, amazing yeah. bunch, you know. Great, all around. Obviously, the concert that people are reminiscent of Melanie's of that, they all will always remember is the one, the, the one they did with Reach at the Victoria Stadium. Mm. So, did you go to that, and what was that like for you? The, uh, you know what, I don't think I ever... I, I managed to catch that one. I was probably working or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it was a very successful gig. When you look back as to what Melanzies achieved, and obviously what they're, they're still achieving as Taxi as well, because like, even when they performed like, locally, they still have that cult following. What would you say it was that really made them kick the door down, like the same way we talked about Jade and others, that inspired others to follow suit? Well, in terms of kicking the door and breaking breaking the mold, I think they they melon melon diesel came up with a style that wasn't that hadn't been ever played or heard or or, or done in in the Spanish market. Yeah. You know? So I I think that that was that was the key. You know, it was timing as well. They had all they had all all, all the the shall we say commercial it wasn't really commercial, but they had the whole rock influence, the the yeah. grunge background from from some of the guys. You know. Dylan's voice, you know the the way they compose the the the, the different aspects of of their compositions, you know, but then you, know, I I I it was that you know it was just a different thing altogether from from what was being heard in the in the radio and in the, in the circuit in Spain, you know, that was really what what made them stand out. Yeah, know? and when you hear that they got a record deal, obviously I remember when I interviewed Dylan, he was telling me that they thought it was a joke, you know, and that they actually. Pulling a prank, but what was it like when you actually heard the news yourself? Well, it's amazing, you know. They'd been they'd been in Madrid for 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 some time, then they come back, and then all of a sudden they get the call once they're here, you know, yeah. that, that 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 someone's interested in them. So it's pack everything again and go back up, you know. It was like it was one know, of those amazing, things. you know, great great stuff, you know. And like I said, they kicked the uh -huh. door down, and yeah, a, a very and another, another thing that they did, I think, is that they it was probably them and Breed. Breed seventy seven and, and and Melon, you know, they opened up everyone's eyes and minds and 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 everyone that played in bands, you know, so you know that it was possible, you know, it yeah. was possible to write your own stuff, come up with your own sound, get it out there and 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 sell it, you know, and make a living yeah. out of it, you know. And I think that that was, for me, you know, apart from every all the success, you know, but but to give them that that use, you know, that's what these guys really. Really broke, you know. They did quite a lot, and in, in four years, it was it was like it had been ten years, and it, mm. those four years passed by very quickly. Obviously, if, without counting the treehouse days, of course. So we're going to play "Backroom," which is mm. the song that you chose. So why "Backroom" in particular? "Backroom" was one that really struck me when I the first time I heard the demos, you know. Yeah. I, I heard the demos, you know, and I, and I thought, wow, you know, this this it this, is a very iconic this, rock this, song. <laughs> this is something, you know, you're you're on to to something really big. Event and and from from the first demos it it evolved a bit but it kept it kept the the essence of the song. Yeah, I don't know it's it's one one that really 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 got to me. You know. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, it for people who are not aware, it's actually the Separacida in the Spanish version of the album. So we're gonna play back from now by the iconic Melon Diesel. So enjoy it, guys. Yeah. 
heart's not there, but still you forgot that my thoughts were mistaken. Cause you knew you couldn't be there. Was there a sound on my door that left you unwanted? So as she dares, she just waits so perfect the jaded. Of my quiet drawn secret And I knew you couldn't be in there And was a sound on my door That I read I don't want it So as we danced It just felt so perfect
And we're back with part three of the show. I hope you enjoyed that track. That was Backroom by the iconic Melon Diesel. So one person, that, well, two people that we always talk about on the show, and obviously we talked about them off, off air really, was about Giles and Stephen. Mayor McLaren, obviously, the influence, and obviously we talked about uh, as to how the facts that, how they've never really made it worldwide. Is it really, would you say, and I always say that they're really around John McCartney and, uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Kind of, I think because of the, the fact that they've it's been around comparison, you know, but but you know, they, they've been around for certainly been around and they've done the fair share of stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I really really think that they they've done the stuff, you know. They they've been up there. They've got the record deals. They've done it with Reach and stuff. But they 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 had a lot of other stuff before that, you know. That yeah. that was really really cool. They had all the all the rock. The, the 80s and 90s rock stuff that they used to do that was really, really, really cool. I, I, at least for me, you know, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, the heads of tail stuff and OC mm. and like um, Ash, etc., etc., etc. I think we could go on forever with so many projects that they've actually done together and even individually they've actually done their fair share. One person that we always talk about quite often is someone who is actually in a band with Adrian in, in a band called The Arrival. Gabriel Moreno, whose track you've ch- chosen. Mm-hmm. So, what was it about Gabriel, really, even from a young age, that caught your attention? Gabriel, Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel. I I think Gabriel played at some point with my brother as well. He played with Adrian in the arrival. He's a really cool guy, really tall guy, really cool with long hair. When he used to live here, he goes away, and then he's, he 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 comes. He he emerges all of a sudden, you know, with this this you know this this the poet inside him comes out, you know. Yep. His poetry is amazing. The, the the stuff he writes about is is incredible. You can, it's one of one of those artists who who write and you can feel what really feel his his emotions yep. through his work, you know. And then then in his on his on on his musical side of things, you know, it's it's just so so original, you know. Yeah. And and that is something that I that I really really appreciate in in acts, you know, originality. I mean. Where do you stick him? You know, where, where can you pigeonhole him anywhere? I don't, I, I don't record. So you know, he's got, obviously he's got his style and he's got his influences, yeah. but you can hear all, all the stuff. You know, the the more Latin side. You know, you know, guitars and nylon strings. You know, now he's got this amazing violin player with him. You know, yeah. Barbara was was just, who just you know makes your hair stand on she end every every time. You know, she she you know, she brings up that 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 bow. You know, amazing. You know, so. So yeah, it's just just his originality, you know, and, and and the way, the way he transmits, and he yeah, and he, and he, he he puts out his his music, you know, it just makes you feel, makes you feel what what his 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 emotions and what, and what he writes about, you know. And it's very passionate as well. Obviously, we were there when he launched his album at the yeah, Cosmo, yeah. and it's yeah. amazing, it just stands amazing. out, amazing, I mean, yeah. incredible. And the rest of his band, you know, there's amazing guy yeah. as well, you know, the two Pablos, you know, Pablo Grita, yeah. Pablo Caon, and then this guy. On bass, that that does, there's a lot of production and does all the stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, incredible, incredible. Obviously, Barbara and violin, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. She, 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 all around, it's a brilliant dynamic, and it's like you mentioned, it's the expression when you look. I think there, there's even an evolution in just two years, where from love and decadence to the quivering poet stuff, where he's actually evolved and actually sound yeah, yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I, I reckon the music is about. You know, it's probably, it's his journey through through. The journey of his life, you know, where where he was at the time of writing the Quivering Poet stuff, you know, yeah, it was probably different to what what his, 
where he was when 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 the Declan stuff. Yeah. yeah, which is great all around. Either mm. way, it's still a gr- two great albums. So I highly recommend you check them out. They're on Spotify and iTunes, etc. You chose nobody knows where true love goes from his new album uh, Farewell Belief. So why that song? It's 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 one that, that that stuck with me. You know, we, we went to the launch and I've been playing the CD at home and stuff and. It's probably because it's got this this really cool guitar, sort of like yeah. electric guitar uh, licks and stuff going on behind, but the way they they mixes it with you know, with the with the setup, you know, with Barbara on, on violin, you know, and the, and again, you know, those those lyrics and, and the way he he just pushes them out there, you know. It's very smooth, I think, and it's very easy listening as well. It's it's one of those albums that you want to listen to maybe after a long day, just relax and maybe put your headphones yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one maybe, of those albums that transcends that. But, but the more you listen to it, the more the more you get what he's, yeah. he's putting across, you know. I agree, 100%. So we're going to play Nobody Knows Where True Love Goes by Gabriel Moreno and the Quiver Poets. So enjoy it, guys. When I heard you say my true love There were shadows in the ceiling And I celebrated my heart Like Marilyn and Henry We fell into our spheres And Tennyson was saying It's only what you're dreaming But I guess we fought our century Couldn't take the final punch The final But you said you'd buy me daffodil To pacify my head You said you'd bring me army gear To shelter me from mortgages But all you love me, honey Was a diction and a song And now I crave your soothing hands But you're gone, 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 gone Nobody knows where true love goes Nobody knows Where true love Informed me of the tendency to hide That love is just the moment And the pain is for your whole life Will you ever try and see me When our souls no longer meet Will you take me for a ride To the courtyards of your feeling But I guess the play is over And I can take the final life Final act. But you said you'd sing me opera when my thoughts were in my feet. You said you'd read me poems from the autumn to the spring. 
But all you left me, honey, was a fetish for remorse And now I crave your soothing hands, but you're gone, 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 gone Oh, nobody knows where true love Nobody knows where to love goes. with part four of the show and it's incredible how time flies when we're actually having fun like I mentioned last week so we're going to talk to someone about that really is instrumental as to what the local music scene has become he's been in a band with Jonathan for quite a number of years now he's known him for a number of years and we touched upon at the beginning of the show we're going to talk about Adrian Bissett obviously <laughs> we can't really talk about Adrian enough I think in the sense oh, no, 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 no. I think we... and it's better if we talk to him, about him than he than bringing him and talk uh, <laughs> because then then he'll take over and then he can talk for he can talk for England for Europe for, uh, and for the world and and we'll be here until next week I, I can I can surely agree with that it's one of those things but Adrian I think is the the person that really gives more and gives a lot to the scene in the sense where even when it's like the young upcoming, obviously a few years ago, I remember seeing him at a Headwise gig and just going up to them straight after and just telling them how great they were. And he's doing the same thing with Layla and he does it with all the young and upcoming and as well with his own projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's always want, wanting to give back regardless of what genre. Was he, Adrian is Adrian. Exactly. Adrian is, is what you see is what you get. Right? <laughs> and, and, there's, and there's no one else like him. <laughs> And obviously, we touched upon before when you guys obviously started a band when you were relatively teens with became with others like Manuel Bonavia went on to do Asidia stuff and then obviously Stuart Gavija with Breed and uh, um, Oracle and other stuff. Was it that dynamic all around, even when he was that young? But he was always that vibrant and energetic. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, he is. Adrian has been. He just oozes. Uh, artistry, you know, that, 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 that's yeah. what, I, what and, and, and forever, you know, you know, we were still, I don't know, I, I played a bit of, a bit of, of keys at, the, at that time, and Adrian was writing stuff, you know, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian had all these big, huge ideas in his head, and, and, and everything, you know, just, it just putting, it just, everything just flowed out, you know, and yeah, he's, he's, I remember he's a, 
is the, the proper and true artist, you know. Yeah. And we talk about versatility among yourself, but we talk about versatility, we think Adrian as well, considering well, everything he's done, from yeah, yeah, reggae yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously rockabilly, yeah. which is what he does uh, now. It, 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 for me, I kind, of, I kind of hear the influences, you know, all the stuff that, that, uh, the stuff that we used to listen to as, as kids, you know. We used to listen to all this um, flamenco rock, you know, Triana, Medina, Medina Sahara, all, all these bands, you know, yeah. all the and then, then, then as time passes, you know, Adrian comes up with, with, with his Spanish albums, which, which are amazing, you know, yeah. and, and I've always been a huge fan of, you know. Then, you know, well, the arrival, you know, all the, all the rock stuff, all the, all yeah. the, the more, a bit more progressive stuff that, that we used to hear. The dirt, you know, dirt was, was very like, hardcore. Uh, well, and then, then, you know, the punk zombies are returning, my God, you know, yeah, That's totally different as well, you know. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, then we, we, we're dressing ourselves as cowboys and going out there <laughs> and playing hellbilly music, you yeah. know, so... And it stands out as well. I remember when he first told me about the project, he's like, no, then I went to the and I'm like, Okay, sure, but and I never came back. I wrote, and I, once I saw you guys perform, I was like, "That's it. He's found it," you know. And it's incredible how he adapts his own material. Like obviously, he's yeah, yeah, the punk yeah, zombie yeah. stuff, even the, his own stuff to rockabilly. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. he just yeah, manages really to do it. Obviously, with added help from you guys as well, but he still it, manages to do it. But it's the songs, you know. It's the songs. It's 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 the songs that stand the test of whatever you throw at them, yeah. or, or whatever, or whatever you want to throw them at. You know, it depends how you see it. Yeah. It's true. And I remember um, when you guys performed at MTV Triple Calling, obviously I saw Richard, who was the information show, uh, show's producer, and then he, obviously you guys played Nobody Likes the Crap they, they play on the radio. And obviously MTV being what MTV is, he's like, who is that song there? So I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know what's actually pretty catchy. And it's that sort of thing that... That catchiness, I think, that rubs off, wraps off well, with a lot of people. It's it's in your face, and it's not meant to be. You know, it's yeah. the stuff. Is it's what what he comes up with. You know, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be commercial or anything in in, no, in no. that sense. I mean, if it was, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't see anything wrong in that. You know, I, I I've never shied away from 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 more commercial stuff. You know, if I like it, I like it. But it's just just the stuff that he comes up with. You know? it's, it's, I mean, just, just to spend some time with you is another prime example. You know, it's just about being in the border queue just to cross over. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's that sort of thing. But it's the easy stuff. I wouldn't say easy, but it's the simple things that he writes about that makes you say, my God, that song is very catchy all of a sudden. Yeah, but you'd be surprised when, when you hear, when you really, really pay attention to, to his lyrics and, and, yeah. and, and the way he, the way he put, you know, he, he puts things together. You know, For me, you know, is you know, He's he's Adrian and he stands on a league on his own, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Apart from being my 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 mate, you know, probably one of my my best friends, you know, <laughs> like from childhood, you know. But it's one of those things. Adrian just stands out and he uses like charisma all around, and it, he's just wants to. Well, that's it. That, that's it. You know, you you go you go wherever, and if he's playing, that's it. You know, he draws your attention. Attention. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything. You know, you just it's just you. Know, if he's playing there. Your, your attention will be, will be drawn to him. Yeah. It just stands out in that, in that sense, really. And like you said, what, and like we, I talked about before, it's, I think as well the fact that he wants to give back, even with his own music, but like I said, he he goes to see people perform and he's, he's a music lover all around, you know. He's wanting yeah, 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 right, to, yeah. get, to just give back and he's like giving advice or maybe just, just giving pointers. I remember when I started this whole thing, it was... He was the first one I went to, and straight away, you know, and he's like, no, hang on, let's do it. And he, he was a bit taken aback, you know, because he wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Surprisingly enough, that whole hour, like, just, just like this one, flew by mm. immediately. 
and just him telling him me the stories was like you know these stories of him performing like when you guys were kids and obviously progressing to what he's doing now it just he just wants to give back that's really the key to well, it's, 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 it's he's the I think he's, he embodies a true artist you know yeah he doesn't care whatever he just wants to wants to perform and get get those things out there you know and his music heard, you know, and then the the originality, you know, yeah. no matter which 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 genre he, he steers towards, you know, yeah. and it it's 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 really original stuff, you know, that yeah. comes up with it. And it's Adrian just being Adrian, that's just the rest of it. <laughs> so you chose um, Adrian's song Nuka Hamas. So why Nuka Hamas? And it's an old old good. It's in Spanish, but it's good rock yeah. and, rock and roll party song, and and, and it's something something that 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 we've. I've played in my in, in parties at home and and with friends and 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 whatever. And it's just I, I think it it just it just uh, just you know tells you you know it's Adrian and that's it you know yeah it just transmits Adrian straight away. I think that's pretty much the best way to give it that world really. So we're gonna play that next. And obviously, one question I wanted to ask you just before we play the Adrian song is, Undesirables are recording an album. There's no secret to that. Uh-huh. So any chance when we know it's gonna be released? Well, the, the the all all the recording bit has been done, and we're just waiting on, on, on production really, on mix, mix and mastering, yeah. you know, and then once we get that, we'll we'll hear it out and and, and basically take it from there. Yeah, yeah we are under no no real pressure, you no know, pressure. to to put it out or whatever. There's no, no record deals. We're not going to be, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to maybe become millionaires out of it or anything. Oh, but so it's just. It's just a, a labor of love, love for us, you know. So there's no, there's no real hurry, you know. Yeah. Once, once we're happy with with, with what, what we've got there, once it's been mixed to our liking and stuff, yeah. you know, mastered and stuff, then I'm pretty sure out. it's worth the wait. And I think people. But I mean, are the, be all, all, all the recording in has already been done, you know. Yeah. So, so. I think the UG fan base will just be very patient and, and happy to wait. At the same time, they've waited for agents, other stuff like punk zombies, etc. Exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna play that song that we promised, Nunca Hamas, by the iconic Adrian Bisarello. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Una resaca y no te explicas cómo fue Solo una copa me iba a tomar Si no cierra me bebo torbao No te ve la bronca que me vaya mi mujer
que suena copeta que lleva todo el mundo. And we are back with part five, which is unfortunately the last chapter of the show. And obviously we're going to dive into something, I think, very dear to a lot of people's hearts, but mostly to Jonathan's hearts. We're going to talk about the Leila Rose band now, uh -huh. which yeah. is something very dear to your hearts, I bet. So tell us about that entire project. Obviously Leila picking up guitar from a young age. She was five, I believe, when she first started. Yeah, well, Leila, Leila's always been into music, eh? always, always, you know. And I, I used to... I used to play so like I had the residency at the old casino and I used to go on to set up rehearse and she'd come with me eight four or five and she'd come with me with a little ukulele she, <laughs> she, she really liked it you know and she she'd just sit there really really well behaved and, and just she just take everything in you know so she's always been into into the music I always into listening to different different types of music always uh, eventually she got into playing and and that was like uh, that uh, that had to happen, you know, yeah. at, at home, at home we all, you know, I've always had guitars lying around, but my, my eldest daughter, Celine, you know, Celine also plays, plays guitars and percussion, you know, and, and, yeah. she, and she's involved with our stuff, with, with, with our projects like yeah. One Light and stuff like that, you know, so Celine plays, my father-in-law played, uh, my late father-in-law played mandolin, my dad, as we said, you know, before. So it's all so, in the genes. So it's, it's, it, music has always been a, pa a real part of, of, of family life, shall we say? Yeah. You know, every celebration turns out and you know turns into you know an impromptu jam session. Which is always very fun. And, and so and so eventually it was you know Leila had, had you know. And I think up, one know. thing to admire about Leila, despite her young age, is her songwriting as well. She can come up with something and like she talks about heartbreak. She talks about like when some someone has actually done done something bad to her, etc. So. To actually express that at such a young age, yeah, yeah. it's surreal yeah, yeah, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Leila's fifteen now, but but a lot of stuff, a lot of the songs that we play in the band, she'd written I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe you know, so thirteen, fourteen, you know, so yeah. so yeah. I don't know. She, it's just in, inside her, you know. Yeah, it's the stuff that she it's, comes it's, up with. It's, yeah. it's in the genes. Let's just leave it at that. So when we talk about Leila, obviously getting out there, performing on her own, and then eventually it became what did become the Leila Rose Band. So how did that happen? The band, the band is. I think we 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 talked about in other media before. The band Leila Leila gets called to do. Um, uh, Festival, the then the Music Festival, 2016. And and we did the acoustic set. We did an acoustic set of the stuff that we that we did at that time. You know, at the time, you know, originals, some covers that we that we'd always always played stuff like by Jolene, you know, by, yeah. and that, that kind of stuff. And so we we got up there. We we did the set, and of course, you know, all these guys were there watching us all. All all her friends, you know, your mom and and family and, and yep. Celine and Gianni and my other kids, you know, they were there, and 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 amongst our friends, you know, we had all these musicians, you know, Adrian and, and Francis. Yeah, I remember seeing them at the corner because we were playing that same day with and with the Undesirables yeah. as well. So and at the same time, you know, there was a you know Tyron, the late Tyron Moore was there, yeah. who who I played with in the Police and Friends gig and and I'd known for so long, you know. But you know, we finished. We finished the set. And it was like they all came. You know, and they started. You know, they they knew Leila by then. But you know, and it was like time. Time was the first one that came over, and you know, 
When you put the band together, I'm in. You know, I'm the bass player. You can't pick anyone else. <laughs> it, was, it was like that, you know. And of course, you know, then Chris, Chris Cavilla was there as well. Chris came, came the same, you know. I got from Robert Muir was was there yeah. and, and he came in you know robert robert it doesn't play in bands but he was he's a big huge fanatic you know yeah. of, uh, and, and and the guy was the most biggest tasty music i've, I've ever, yeah, ever met you know? but all these guys were there tristan tristan Tona was there yeah so we just got talking and and there and chris did the same you know when when we need to put the band together and, and when you put it i'm i'll i'll I'm, I'm playing guitars with you so so that's how eventually we we thought about things and this and the other and and there was this this thing that came up here. I think you guys, GLMS, yeah. organized some stuff yeah. that same year here in the, at the club, some charity do. And we thought, why not? Why not give it give it a crack? Yeah. So initially it was going to be just Layla, Layla, Tyron, Tristan, and myself. You know, as a four piece. You know? Yeah. And well, things just kicked off from there. You know. It was like We're, buying a jigsaw puzzle and it was assembled quickly. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. And and from what go, you know, we 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 went in, into the rehearsal room. And we'd send, we'd, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd send the demos that we recorded at home of all the tracks, you know, so these guys, they'd heard the songs, got into the rehearsal room, a space that, that Alan from the, from the club, you know, lent us just, just for, for that gig, you know, got in there, and from the word go, we, you know, the first song I think we played was probably Run, yeah. we just cracked on the first, first chords, and when we finished we just looked at ourselves and said, wow. This sounds good, man. <laughs> this sounds and feels very good, you know. I think um, it left a lot of people in awe as well, straight away from the get-go, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not aside from yourselves. But ourselves, you know, it was definitely, you know, was it. And then eventually, well, we just, you know, Chris, Chris Cavilla joined in. Creaky, Chris Calderon yeah. from, from Jim Floyd, you know, was, was seeing what we, we were doing. And, and he just told us, listen. Uh, for keys, you know, for keys, I'm, I'm up, <laughs> up and ready, and, and of course, you know, Cardeo Sortillo, so, so I'm always up for it, you know. Ricky doing what he does best. Yeah, yeah. and, the, and then, then out of that, you know, like with all other bands, I mean, you know, there's this, this bond that, 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 that you create when you do, I suppose like, a, like when you do anything in a team, you know, yeah. there's this bond that, that, that you, that you create with these people, you know, with Leila, it's extra special because it's Leila, it's my youngest daughter, you know. But with these uh, these other guys, you know, and I'd say the same for everything else. With Jeff Floyd, the same, you know, Jeff Floyd, with the undesirables, is you know, yeah. when you're doing stuff, and when you're doing all that stuff together, you create this this. I, I can't describe it as anything else, but a bond, you know, a yeah. bond, a, a bond, and that goes beyond beyond friendship, I'd say, you know. And I think it's great as well because if when you talk about the band in particular, Chris Tyron, and obviously now Victor, and obviously Chris and 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 Tristan. That dynamic of experienced pros who are willing to help you to progress in a way. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon so. You know, Leila's really lucky that that, in a sense, I suppose she's lucky and she's not so lucky in a sense because playing with with us, we, we bring the the, the maturity yeah. into 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 her music that pro that maybe maybe she's missing out on the innocence and the stuff that you do when when you're young. You know? Yeah. But I suppose she'll have time, you know, when we, we get, or when she finds uh, younger, more good-looking <laughs> guys than us, you know, she'll, she'll find time, you know, she'll have time to, to put her own 
I band together with with with, with the younger people, yeah. you know. And it's great as well for you because you play with a group of friends, and obviously, like we talked about, the influence of Chris Gavija to play in the same band oh, yeah, as exactly, one of the people exactly, that exactly. influenced with, you in yeah, a way. With, with with Chris, it's amazing, you know. From with Chris, the, the stuff that we're doing with, I mean, we we start I started off with Chris and in Jim Floyd, and just just all inspiring, you know. Yeah. Just to, uh, yeah, and the stuff I, I, I I'm. I've learnt, you know, from from him, you know, and just ra- just rubbing off, you know, from from stuff, you know, from from technical and stuff and playing, but but you know about equipment and, and uh, it's just amazing. And, and Chris is, is an, an all round, you know, generally generally nice yeah. guy, you know. He's an awesome guy all around us. And one thing me to touch upon, obviously, because Luke might touch upon it at the beginning of the show. Obviously, you're in so many bands, you're in a few, and obviously, how do you find the time to juggle all these? Well, well, this, 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 uh, it's a few bands, you know. Take two. I, I don't need really. I don't really spend that much time rehearsing because yeah. because we don't really rehearse. It's just gigging, you know. Every almost every other week, you know. So so there's no need to rehearse. And if we do something new, it's just over the phone, and, and when we get there and sound check, that's when we rehearse. You know, that's take two. Jim Floyd at the moment is it's a bit sort of like. Stood still, but but you know something plans, is gonna happen. Yeah. But there's plans, there's plans to to get that going. Uh, the undesirables, undesirables the same. You know, it's with these guys. And it's basically organizing myself. You know. Yeah. Organizing myself and 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 in, well, in part in most in most part because I have a very very understanding wife. You know. Yeah. Major props to the. Because I move a lot in casa. I mean, it has to be said as well that, that I earn, I earn my brownie points at home. You know. Yeah, but it's all no, great. But, but it's just a matter of organizing yourself. You know, and finding finding the time. You know, to do all the stuff. You know. And obviously, before we play the song, last question will be: Where do you see Lady Rose Band going? Obviously, the progression of the local music scene going as well. Well, Leila, at the moment we're recording. We, yeah. with the Leila Rose Band, we're, we're recording Leila's originals, you know, and, and the stuff that, that I've helped uh, come up with and stuff that we've arranged with the bands. So in terms of where she's going, you know, that's that's the next step, you know. Leila's 15, you know, she's, it's GCSE year as well. Yeah. So she has to be very careful and, and as a parent, you know, uh, as a bandmate, we want we want to go yeah. on and, and play out there, but as a parent, I, I I need her to to concentrate yeah. on her studies as well, you know. So I reckon that she's got time on her side, you know. Yeah, she's got time on her side. She's done. I it, it just uh, she's done quite a bit, you know. Yeah, quite a bit already for her age and, and for you know she's she's lucky and we always and uh, and we always kind of like bear that in mind. That she's got, she's got my backing as well. That not, not all the, all the other guys her age that are yeah. coming out have have that 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 advantage. I'd say you know. Yeah. But then you know it's you know it's 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 how things are you know. Yeah, and it's great as well. I would say it's something very out there to even say, but it's great as to how someone like Sharon, who we saw in this, came up with this idea to say, okay, let's let's get a band together. Yeah, and, yeah, and It's yeah. incredible. It's that how it evolves. And, and it's funny, you know, because Tyrone, Tyrone came up with it and and came up with this, but some before we did, we before we did the the the, the Gibraltar Music Festival, El Posito, Adrian, yeah. Adrian heard Leila one of the summer nights, and and the same, you know, the following day I I saw him down at, at beach in Bay, first thing he said, you know, Kusha, a la niña que hacerle, a la niña que poner una banda ya, que eso es lo que le hace falta, you know, that, that, yeah. that was, 
I think it was uh, the natural progression, you know. Yeah. And and we just we just you know we were just really really lucky to have people like like Tyrone and then yeah. the rest of the guys to it's just so give it give it that push. You know. I mean, I was actually I actually mentioned this last week because I played one of Layla's tracks as well, and I actually mentioned this um, this message that Tyrone had sent me, and it was actually before our first GLMS event, and he actually just said that Shortbreak had to. Uh, unfortunately cancelled their the fact that they were going to perform and heritage took their place but he said we we owe you one pretty much that was it yeah. that, that, that was the that dynamic yeah, uh, that was him that was him yeah. uh, that's the only thing he said he's like look whenever you do something else just know that count me in and that was it and considering that gig in march almost a year ago which is with the first gig that you guys performed in where he actually came when he was actually already ill unfortunately yeah 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 and yeah. he's Still went out there just to he, give it he his went all. Out there and, and gave gave his all. You know, he gave gave his all. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously yeah. we we miss him. I think, and he'll always be missed. Always. By all of us. And by us, you know, he's, he's had you know this gap. You know, I, I you you understand that you know in terms of of gap in, in life, you know, with his family that was mainstay. Yeah. You know, but in terms of us, you know, it, it it's you know it's just yeah virtually impossible to 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 plug in. You know that 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 gap that he left. Fortunately, we have Victor who stepped in, but but you know, but but then yeah, there's always that thing, you know. But we know that Tyrone's always there and he's always uh-huh. be present, regardless of our success. So we're gonna play uh, one of the tracks that you've actually recorded. It actually aired yesterday on on Monday at GBC sessions on Access Hilarious sessions, and tore it up. So what what's it about tore it up that really stands out for you? Tore it up well. I basically chose that because Tore It Up I think was the last song that that we that we worked with with Tyron, you know. Right. That 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 Tyron put his, his thing to it, you know, his bass lines, his, you know, in terms of arrangement and stuff. And it it's we could say it's a different sort of like it's a different uh, it's a different groove uh, to the other ones. It's it's got the, the country element, you know, the the backing vocals, acoustic guitar and stuff. It was a bit more Yeah. Yeah, it's a different day, shall we say? Shall we say to it? You know, again, another song that Leila came up with. You know, and says, well, "What do you think about this?" You know, well, you know, I I really liked it. You know, I think we changed the the, the middle middle part that we added a bit. You know, but the most of it was there. You know? Very high tempo song as well. I must say. Yeah. So we're gonna leave it at that, Jonathan. We're gonna play tour it up to end the show. Thank you for your time. More than anything Promise. else, Great. it's been a pleasure Thanks to have you on. And obviously, just stay tuned for the Leila Rose Band. Obviously, their album coming up very soon same thing with the undesirables uh-huh. so a lot to look forward to That's yeah just, who know. knows maybe some other some other nice surprises and <laughs> different project you know so, yeah. and obviously Jip Floyd which we, yeah. I know what they're going to do but I won't really yeah. tell yeah. what you and maybe even some, something else maybe even something <laughs> else yeah. okay so we'll leave it at that There's something <laughs> more to come so that was Jonathan Bujeda he's chosen five tracks from the local music scene and I hope you enjoyed it we'll be back next week with a regular format which will be playing the best in local music from the past and present so Thanks for listening. Keep supporting local talents. Why? Because when you do, you're keeping local music alive.
Picture him.